0: Hey, everybody. I'm Boogie. I'm Head. And this is Block Talk. We are Cement Block Productions. We're a small production company, minority-owned, by the way, that helps small businesses grow their social media platform. And this is our podcast. Me and TJ have been friends for quite some time, and we met in the craziest of places. Yeah, prison. <laughs> so,
1: you know, we're doing it just to, you know, further everything far as business-wise and you know just trying to stay out the way it's entertainment it's fun that's all it is yeah and we cover a wide
0: range of topics you know what i'm saying uh i like to say the three s's sports society and simps because we got a problem with all three and you realize that me and head agree on a lot but there are some things that we will just not see eye to eye on and that's fine because that's part of podcasting anyway we hope you enjoy the episode and you continue to enjoy it and uh follow us on Instagram at cement block underscore productions, on TikTok, on Instagram, all that good jazz. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe the video on YouTube also.
1: Yeah, if you want to follow us personally, my Instagram is D-A underscore Honcho H-O-N-C-H-O-5-9. And with that, enjoy the episode.
0: Pow, oh, that pussy oh, got power. Me. the back my hand under your neck, make you look at the ceiling? Sexual healing. So with the shit, I be knowing what I'm doing. Stuff with dick and then ask if you feel it. Chill on curve, it's night or it's
1: daytime. Eating a dick while I cross over state line. Old Virgo, me and this bitch got the same sign. Telling each other the same
0: lie. A pussy got power, but I got a magic wand. My dick and her mouth got a special bone. Pull up, take the shit out, and we get it on. If you speak on this shit, I'ma
1: get
2: you go. Alright, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Block Talk. I'm Booty Hancho, and today we have a very special guest with us. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the dating sex bird. You want to get your dicky, Mickey? This is the man to hit up. Ladies, you want to finally lock you down? A man that's worthy. give a big round of applause on Block Talk 4, Gaio.
3: <laughs> hey, everybody, how's it going?
2: Hey, Guyo. thank you for joining us this week, man. We've been talking a little bit, you know, on Reddit and Discord and stuff like that, but uh, it's great to have you on here because a lot of people we give. I guess controversial dating advice, but I think that it's not that controversial. So I wanted to hear from a dating coach how actual controversial is our content. But you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit more to the people?
3: Yeah. So I am a dating and relationship expert, also dealing with the sex and life advice in general. I have my own podcast called Susias Are My Favorite. And I give advice from a Kingsters perspective, but also. As someone that's older, I'm in my 40s, but I've been around the block for quite a while. So,
2: yeah. Perfect, man. Well, listen, uh, like I said, we have a little controversial controversial views, I guess, here on the podcast, which I don't think are very controversial. I think they're more uncomfortable truths that a lot of uh, women and some, for lack of a better term, simp-ass men don't really like hearing. So, mm-hmm. uh, the first question I wanted to ask you and just kind of talk about is, um, I think that A lot of men fundamentally lack confidence when it comes to approaching women, whether it's day game or night game. I notice a lot of dudes, like if you have confidence, a dude that's like a six could pull a 10 because not that many men are actually approaching these hot women in public to where they're like, oh, well, I don't know. What if she says no? Like they're so scared of the rejection. So usually what do you give as dating advice for men that tend tend to be a little bit more scared to approach
3: women? So for a while, I also said the same thing, that you need the confidence to talk to women. But I think it's two episodes ago, at least from the time of this recording. I um, forgot the title of it. Uh, the Problem with Confidence, I think. But is I would always say confidence, hey, you need the confidence to go talk to women. But guys would hear, I need to be confident with women to be able to go talk to women. But I'm not confident with women, so I can't do it. And that's not what I was saying. What I meant is have your own motivation to go talk to women because your confidence should be in yourself, you should be confident as long as you're not a scrub, live in a basement and a neck beard you should be able to pull women yeah I've seen the, the shortest, ugliest little Pat Oswald looking fucker pull women from a group of women that I was talking to, and he just walked up in like under a minute like, hey, what's going on?" Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, you're too tall. I can't put my arm I'm around your way. Oh, you're just right. Okay, you. Hey, do you have another friend your height? All right, come here. Okay, you come here too. All right, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to go fuck real quick. I see y'all bitches later. And they just walked off and ah. they just disappeared. I'm like, what the um, hell yeah, dude. I mean, I know what happened. It was just kind of surprising that this guy came in so quick. I was taking my time, you know, laying down the groundwork, working a little slower, and he's just coming in like a whirlwind. Um, so it's not – about confidence with women, it's about confidence in yourself, having the motivation in yourself that, hey, look, I'm I'm decent, I have a job, may not be a career, but at least I have a vehicle, at least I have X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. I'm not some scrub, essentially, that I have a reason to be able to talk to women. And then, of course, even with, like you said, with the rejection, To not go into it as trying to go get laid. Go into it as you're just going to introduce yourself. Anything else is extra. You go introduce yourself to a hot chick. If she wants to go home with you, great. If she just gives you her number, great. You already introduced yourself. You did more than the average guy in a bar or in a club or wherever you're at. You've done more than those guys would even be willing to do. And if they do shoot you down, even if they do tell you, oh, I don't talk to you know, black guys or white guys or whatever it is that she says that describes you, you know, you still have that mentality. I just came up here to introduce myself so you can flip it. I was like, oh, you thought I'd fuck you. I only fuck hawk jits. <laughs> fuck you. Like, like throw them like, hey, I was just trying to be nice here. I just wanted to introduce myself. Maybe I thought you might be cool and know some cool spots to go hang out at, go places to eat, whatever. But I see you're a cunt. You can fuck off. Thanks for your time and just leave. You know, yeah. don't let it be where you're. You don't have to be an asshole to get women, but you do have to be an asshole to assert yourself and not let yourself be walked all over. Yeah.
2: No, definitely. I mean, we're a big proponent where it's like, it's not necessarily being an asshole, man, but I think a lot of guys waste time on women that are like cold and they're trying to like turn it around where it's like, listen, man, it's really honestly, especially more so like with night game where like you're in a nightclub and stuff like that, where it's a numbers game because there's so many women out there that are single and they just want to have fun where it's like, listen, man, if you, I was literally talking about my brother about this earlier because he was asking me questions about about like, how to get women and stuff. I said, honestly, dude, I was like, you're just trying to put up Kobe numbers. You want to take 62 shots and get 60 points. You know what I mean? That's a lot of misses, but when you do score, you know what I mean? It's a career game. I was like, if, if I go out and I lead the club with three numbers out of, like, 20 women I've talked to, I'm like, that's a dub. I was like, I've won the night. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's definitely more of a way to, buy, to take one home with me, but I'm just saying as far as, like, just approaching women. Cause I told him, cause he's, uh, he just graduated high school. So he's like, how can I get women now? I told him also, I was like, go to the mall like twice a week. And I was like, you want to shoot at like five to 10 women every time you go to the mall just to get past that nervousness of approaching people. Cause like, a lot of dudes sometimes are kind of scared of like, Oh, if I go talk to her, she's not going to be interested in me. She's going to say no, she's going to shoot me down.
3: Yeah. Having that projection, you know, or the expectation of rejection, Scares off a lot of guys, but at the same time, then they also it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Personally, I prefer. I'm more of a four out of five. When I approach five women, I'm gonna get four mm-hmm. numbers, or get or something's gonna happen with four of them. But that's because I've spent the last twenty years, or at least the first five or six years, when I was starting to hook up with women, paying attention to body language yeah. and realizing, hey, before I even approach, I know she's interested. She's already checked me out. She's already looked at me. I've seen her catch it. I've seen. I've caught her looking at me in the reflection somewhere. Um, you know, she's biting her lips. She's playing with her hair when she's looking at me or quickly looks away whenever I look at her, Mm -hmm. you know? So those are the things that I look for. So I already know I'm going to get a phone number. I'm going to take her home or anything in between from the time before I even go up and to approach her. But I also get what you're telling your brother about, you know, just getting through it. So you don't have to have that rejection, have have a thicker skin or build up a thicker skin. So whenever you do get rejected, it's not an issue. And that, that, that is good advice on one hand, but the other hand, you also got to teach him to pay attention to look for, um, I call them green lights. I know other yeah. uh, groups or, or uh, entities call it um, IOIs, indicators of interest. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just either green light, yellow light, or red light that I'm looking for.
2: No, yeah, definitely. As a, it's just a, as a, he's like 18, so he's like, he doesn't approach women at all. You know, He hasn't been out. He hasn't been able to go to a club. So I'm like, look, the first thing you want to do is just go to a public setting where there's a lot of women. So you can just practice cold approaching. And I was like, because the first couple times you're going to be a little nervous to introduce yourself to a stranger, especially if you think it's an attractive woman. I was like, so when you're just out there practicing like in the mall, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, well, if I go to a nightclub now, yeah, it's definitely different. Like you said, you want to look for the, the IOIs, the indicators and stuff like that. And like, let's be honest, you know what I mean? When you're out there and you're single and you do well with women, you pick up on social cues a lot better. Because, you know, let's be honest, I think that women just naturally – are better at picking up, like, social cues of, like, men and stuff like that. Like, they can tell, like, little things of confidence, you know, like, standing up straight. They kind of tend to look at what you're wearing, you know what I mean, accessories, stuff like that, where they're they're a little bit more, like, socially acute to where they're like, oh, this guy's kind of a weirdo. I'm not going to mess with him, you know what I mean? Whereas in, a lot of guys, especially guys that don't get women, they tend to not read any of that shit, and they'll waste their time, like, a half hour talking to a girl that obviously has no interest or they'll linger... And just make themselves more and more unattractive. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, that's just small little advice. I'm giving as a starter tip to get introduced into. If you want to meet women, get this first cold approach out the way. Like, start learning your opener. See what works well. Like, trial and error. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be different than just, like, hi, my name is Boogie. You know what I mean? Which, that's not a bad opener, but, you know what I'm saying? You you tend to use different stuff. Better than
3: most guys. Uh Huh? Most guys try to come. Most guys try to come up with something elaborate, you know. Just, just hi. My name is. What's your name? I just saw that you were wearing this, or yeah. you look cool, whatever. Just, just breaking the ice. That's all yeah. it really yeah. is. Instead of trying to come up with something crazy. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm gonna give up a little bit of game here on myself. Oh right. I,
1: I was hoping he told you this line that he's been using so badly.
2: <laughs> but look, he's seen it work though. You know what I'm saying? I go up to women and I'm like, "Excuse me, where did you get that from?" And then, you know, usually she has something on her where she's like, oh, what, did you mean where'd I get this piercing, where'd I get this shirt, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, where did you get that amazing smile? And usually, like I said, after that, after that yeah, it's Actually, corny, no, 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 it's corny, but, like I said, I'm also picking up other factors where, like I said, I've seen her maybe glance at me and stuff like that, so I'm like, listen, she's warm, I'm gonna go see exactly how warm she is. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm gonna see if she's like, if she's cold, she's gonna be like, that's lame, or whatever the fuck, but if she's warming up, She'll give you a laugh and then be like, oh, it's natural or whatever. You know, the many different responses I've gotten. So I just, I I, I think simple is also good, especially more so for, like, dating apps because it's so crazy, man. So, like, I, I use Tinder and Bumble where, you know, Bumble women have to approach first. And it's crazy. If you find a woman on her Tinder profile, it's like, don't be lame. Don't start with just, hey, what's up? And then they're on Bumble and they hit you with, hey, what's up? And I'm like, this is crazy. But, I mean, I'm going to be out of it. I don't think... Women are very good conversationalists. For men, it's a lot of heavy lifting when it comes to dating apps, as conversation goes.
3: So I don't re- I don't really use dating apps that much. I only use it when I travel. So pre-COVID, uh, for work, I'd travel for either conventions, seminars, classes, whatever it was. So I'd be going out of town once a month, sometimes twice a month. Other times, it'd be once every three months. But it'd be at least four times a year to 12 times a year that I'd be going out. And so... I would always leave my dating profiles and it'd either be Tinder, plenty of fish, bumble. um, What all the other ones that are out there match. Okay. Cupid, yeah. all the ones that I've been on, I usually either either deactivate them or just don't use them until I'm going to travel. I'll change the zip code to where I'm going to go about the week before And I get, I get treated like I'm a brand new user and get everything just thrown at me. I'll get a lot of matches, a lot of, uh, messages and I'll play it off. Hey, I'm busy this week. I'm busy. I'm too busy because of work, but next week's going to clear up. I'll be free after this time, which is when the seminar convention is ending for the day. Usually it will be like normal, uh, nine to five hours, or it could be something earlier ending at three or noon or whatever it is. Or I know that that day, I don't feel like listening to a class or a particular seminar. So I'll duck out early and say, Hey, I'm free. Wednesday at from two in the afternoon on mm-hmm. and set up dates that way. And usually it's not for me to try to have multiple one night stands, but rather find one girl to hook up with and hook up with her the whole time that I'm there. Um, and that's just something that I've learned through my own experiences that one night stands. Sure. They're fun. They're, you're racking up numbers. You're trying different girls, but in a one night stand, the women are inhibited. They're not going to do all the things you might want to try and do with them because they don't want you to think whatever about them, whether they're a slut, whether they're easy or whatever, so they're going to hold out on that. So if you keep hooking up with the same girl that you met on a Wednesday, on Thursday, Friday, all day Saturday, Sunday evening, Sunday morning, once again, Monday morning before you fly out, you're going to get to do fucking all kinds of crazy and fun stuff with her. Then if you try to hook up with three girls on like Wednesday, you find another one on Friday, and then you night game on your own on a Saturday, mm-hmm. sure, you got it in, but you're not going to have more fun yeah. than you would than just getting it yeah, out. But I mean, her. I'm... I'm a different guy. I'm into kinkier and dirtier shit than the average guy. Yeah. So I want to be able to do all the things I want to do rather than just get in and get it in with a bunch of women. Yeah, I, I definitely want to talk to you about that. Cause I know that you're big in the kink community and stuff like that. Like I noticed it like inside your description and stuff
2: like that. Just for our viewers that don't know anything about that. Could you kind of break down the kink community a little bit and like what it is and what it isn't just from a basic standpoint? Cause I think people have a, how would i join it if i just you
3: know for a friend if i was looking for a friend, for a friend you know asking for a friend, yeah. no no problem so with excuse me so with kink um it's the kind of stuff that you see in 50 shades of gray although kinksters in our community we do not like the movie because of this whole uh, there's essentially a rape scene where there's a defined safe word she says her safe word and he says no i gotta have you and keeps on having sex with yeah. her So I get that the mainstream sees, oh my God, that's so hot that he wanted her so badly that he just had to have her. And I get that on the surface, but that's still rape, at least in our community. Um, And with it, it's very important to use safe words, use consent, use um, cautionary words as well. And a lot of times, kinksters are more free when it comes to sex. We will try and do just about everything, at least if it's something that's within our wheelhouse or something that we're interested in trying. That can be anything from dressing up Being tied up, being beaten, being the beater, being the person that tells how someone's going to live their life for 24 hours, uh, when they're going to take their meals, or be the sub that does that. There's primal play, where you are essentially pretending that you're prey and predator animals chasing after each other, and then the reward once you catch them is sex. Um, There's all kinds of things that most people think is weird as uh, diaper play, where a guy wants to dress up as a baby, be treated like a baby uh, cleaned, washed, bathed, uh, have nursing real milk from a a mother. You know, it could be all kinds of stuff that most people will see as weird, but the defining factor about kink is that it's people normalizing or dealing with their traumas in a sexual way that is gratifying to them. And it doesn't have to be penetrative. It doesn't have to be about sex. It could just be something that's sexual that makes them or gives them some type of pleasure. Or release or relief from their normal day to day life. Oh, okay, that's definitely very
1: interesting. Yeah, i i I, uh, I never. I, I'm down for it. I tell a lot of females that I deal with. uh I'm down for a lot. I'm, I'm good for it. We can try it if you want to try it. I've probably already tried certain things and a lot of things. I'm down for the whole little play. Um, uh, and like we were speaking on the confident thing. I believe that is a major key because for me growing up, you know, even now I'm 5'6", 125-130. So, I've always had that you're too small, you're too short, uh you have a big head, all these different things as a child. But I still seen that attractive women was talking to me. And it was still like, "Oh, why is she talking to me like" I was I play submissive on it and like let him run over me because I'm like well I got to do it this way and do it that way because you know she's so beautiful and I I don't believe I'm just that handsome. But as I got older, I started to have that confidence and like me and him talk about to many people just amongst ourselves when we go out, we just be having fun and I don't have no pickup lines. I don't have now one pickup line. I just go in for it and like you said i kind of pick up the cues pick up just little signs and signals and i go straight for the shot and it works and i tell them the same thing i'm i'm looking for you know three four out of five i'm looking to try to win <laughs> out, out of all of them really i'm really shooting to win and i've gotten numbers and never talked to the girl or oh, she just probably and i feel like okay you should probably just gave me a number to get me out the way and I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I you know, I attract women. I attract enough women that it's not a big problem for me. And I tell kids nowadays, like I was talking to a young dude today, I'm like, man, you just got to have that confidence. And I'm off the wall when I speak on stuff. So I say crazy stuff and girls be like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's just how I feel. Why would you? I'm like, y'all stuck in traditional ways. Y'all want it a traditional man, and this, this, and that, but how we always say, you're not a traditional woman. So I throw tradition out the window, and it blows their mind, but I win. I win with them. And it just, it just be crazy. That's why I was I was glad to know that we had you coming on the podcast, and I'm like, that's kind of right up my alley because <laughs> I feel like, I'm, I tell people, I feel like don't God didn't make me Six feet tall and 200 pounds to give y'all the advantage. He made me this short, this weight, just to give y'all some kind of room to outbeat me because everything else I got going is ridiculous. <laughs> and they just, it's just, I don't know. I love dating, I love women, I love anything that comes with sexual intercourse with women and all. Yeah, uh, I, I, because
2: uh so so we kind of talk about a little bit of like the hypergamy of women and stuff like that for people that don't know what that is it's like women's dating style is to lock down the best man that they can get so you want to be that best man that she can get you know what i mean like whether it's i mean you would want to have all three but it's like money status and a game you know what i mean like those are the three things that every man should have and a lot of people tend to maybe kind of sort of be doing okay in one where a lot of men don't really want to put in the work sometimes to like i said they don't really care about having a career like they're just okay smoking weed and playing video games and working a regular ass job they don't want to put in the work to like i said uh i guess quote unquote outsource on dating apps or like actually go out and meet women because i like, got yeah, point is like more accessible than ever to where they're like Listen, man, I'll I'll be my meat and stay home and I'll be fine. Like, I don't have to go out there and do anything. Eventually, I'll meet somebody. Like, I think that there's this this, uh, thing that's going around in society right now where it's like society teaches men to be likable. It doesn't teach them to be fuckable because I think it's a very uncomfortable truth where it's like, no, if you're just a nice guy, women will like you. And it's like, no, 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 she'll like you and she'll take advantage of you. But if you want her to fuck you, you have to have these certain qualifications to play the game. And I think that's why women kind of have a problem with players because it's like, you know, quote unquote players like, you know, men to do well with women because it's like we play the game, but we play it better than you. And that upsets you because like, I always say you have to kind of understand the mindset of women to get women in a just basic sort of understanding. You know what I mean? Whereas in women don't really have to understand the nature of men. I don't really give a fuck about it because they can get men, you know, just shaking ass on Instagram If we're being honest about it. So I kind of wanted to get your take on a little bit of the hypergamous nature of of dating from a woman's perspective, because I know you deal with uh, women, too, also.
3: Yeah, with women, the harder thing for them is they can, of course, they can get hookups left and right, no problem, uh, if that's really what they're looking for. But, you know, once they hit a certain age, you know, some places call it the wall. Once they're mid 20s to early 30s, depending on their ethnicity, I mean, you know, black don't crack and Asians can like probably push until they're 40 Asian for Asian. the most part. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so um, yeah, so from like 25 to early 30s, you know, that they're, they're losing their looks are They don't realize that they're competing with women that are in their 20s because guys, yeah, they're going to want the best looking woman. Um, and most of the time, those are women that are in their 20s, you know, 18, 19, 22, and, th- and that age range. But at the same time, those young women are just kind of vapid. They don't have much going on in their head. They're All they can c- care about or talk about is social media and reality TV. Yeah. Maybe their job just to complain about who's there, and they don't have any substance to them. So for me, they're fun to play with, but they're not, they're not something that I want to date or have on my arm. Another thing that I've noticed or realized is – you know, just because she's hot doesn't mean she's great in bed. You know, a good looking woman does not mean or equal great sex. So I don't shoot for tens. I don't shoot for fives either. I try to stay between sixes and eights, sometimes a nine, depending. But in terms of how women date, they are having a hard time trying to realize that they're competing with younger women and how do they lock down a guy. And they don't realize that they can't be the person they think they are, be a feminist, to be... You know, oh, I don't need a man. Okay, well, fine. If you don't need a man, a man's not going to come to you. You need to want a man to be able to have one and getting them to switch that that light switch in their brain to, hey, um, the, the whole conversation of, you know, what do you bring to the table? That's it's a combative way to, to come at it or to say it because you're asking a woman what she's going to do for you because, you you know, you're going to do for her. You're paying the bills. You're paying for the food. You're doing all the other stuff, all the other heavy lifting, like we've said, but they don't realize or they see that as the basics or the status quo, they think you still have to do more to earn a chance with them. And they don't realize that they need to do something to catch up or match all the stuff that we already do. So I, I tell guys that I work with, don't ask them what do you bring to the table. Date them for months, if not up to a year, and see how they treat other people. See what they bring to the table. Don't ask them, because when you ask them, they either lie or they'll come up and you know be combative with you. And sure, it'll save you time from dating them, but if you actually see what they do, what they bring to the table the way I date, then you'll realize this is not the best way to go about trying to deal with women because you can't use logic in dating with women. You know, logic and dating doesn't work together. It's a, at least not for getting women to be on your side. Women try to use emotions to get their relationships going, and they don't realize that guys don't connect that way, not until we're ready to commit. So you have to make our lives easier to be able to want to have you and want to be with you
1: yeah no definitely man it's crazy
2: a lot of the things you say is the exact same things that we say and people find it it's crazy man like the comments we say the exact same thing and we got so many comments talking about we're misogynists uh we don't get women (laughs) uh we look at dating it from an archaic point of view like it's just crazy man like i i told tommy i have a rule where i'm like i'm gonna date a woman six months on the lowest end before i make a commitment it usually it's closer to a year but like i said because in six months you've been through a roller coaster with this woman where you can kind of see where she stands at mentally where even if she's been feeding you bullshit with her mouth she's gonna show you like oh okay this is the person that i am and from there you gotta make the conscious decision but we talk about all the time i think too many men have this scarcity mentality where they're like This is the only woman that's giving me attention. So it's the only attention I'm ever going to get from a woman. I need to put it in a chokehold and stick with it. Whereas they don't realize there's, I think uh, the latest study showed like 3.4 single women to every man in the United States. So it's like, you're going to be fine, dude. You know what I'm saying? There's so many single women and women have honestly unrealistic dating expectations. They all want somebody over six feet tall. Makes at least a hundred thousand dollars a year. You can't have anything less than eight inches. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they don't realize how I, they want you to be. You know, in, in shape when they ain't never seen the gym in the past about six years. And it's like it's just unrealistic. And a lot of women
3: and their kids. Yeah, their
2: kids. A, a lot of women don't want to adjust their dating expectations, where they don't realize only fifteen percent of men make over hundred thousand dollars a year. Only uh, 15% of men are over six feet and above. And it drops down to 8% when you go to six foot three and above. You know what I mean? So they they don't realize how rare this man is that they're looking for or that 90% of women are looking for that same 1% of man. So I would say women with kids and tall women understand how to adjust their expectations. Because they're like, okay, women with kids, they're like, okay, I now have someone else here that needs to be taken care of. So I need to lower my expectations of... You know that I'm going to get me a millionaire to take care of me and tall women they're like tall men want short women so I have to adjust my dating expectations of where I'm going to get a guy that's a little bit on the quote-unquote shorter end you know so they'll make like uh they'll make compromises in their life right and a lot of women you know I've got a 25 year old girl being you know flowed out and being on yacht parties every weekend she don't understand she's like listen all these guys want to fuck me so obviously they want to date me so i don't need to adjust anything i'm doing i could keep my only fans i could keep shaking my ass on instagram and a millionaire's gonna take care of me because that's what i deserve so that we just say like yeah, that we that's,
3: like. um, oh, what is it there's a uh sociology no not sociology Uh, economy there's a economist uh theory um and i forget how it or i forget the title of it but the way it relates is guys will sleep down we will hook up with an ugly chick just to get it in because you know whatever we lonely whatever it's been a dry spell too long but we will we will fuck down Mm -hmm. women only want to date up so when an average woman hooks up with a hot guy now she thinks that's the standard all hot guys want me they don't realize that hot or attractive guys are willing to fuck a two or a four just to get it in because it's been four days, it's been five days, it's been a week, it's been a month, whatever it is. So a guy will fuck down. The woman will think that – she doesn't think that she's fucking up. She thinks that she's you know on the level. Like all, all hot guys are now going to want me because I'm desirable. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get women to realize that that's not the reality of things or that's, their reality isn't what is really going on just because you hooked up with two or three hot guys doesn't mean that all hot guys want you. It just means that those hot guys were desperate. Yeah. And if all the attention you're getting is mostly from average to below average guys, then you need to reassess, okay, am I average or below average in looks that these are the only guys that are talking to me? But of course, you say that, and now you're misogynist, now you're an asshole, now you hate women, and all this other crazy crap. So.
1: But yeah, I've. Uh, you said something about ask some women about bringing something to the table. Now I truly just had that happen to me. Like my last little situation I met a girl off of data site and we was talking and she her background was stripping dealing with guys with money and all this different stuff. Now I ain't just a rich young man so I don't have what what she's used to experience. So she came to me with The thing about expenses like, Hey, I want this. I want that. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. This is within, within the month of us getting to know each other. So I'm like, no, like, what do you think this is? She's like, well, you're getting my time and da, 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 da. And we've had sex and da, da, da. So this is how you need to show me that you care about me. I'm like, well, sorry to tell you, that's not me. I don't, I'm not going to show you in that way. You're not going to tell me I got to support you financially. When I decide to do it because that's who I am, I'm going to do it on my own. But don't be like, oh, my nails get done every week. My hair get done every week. But you was doing it before you met me. You continue to do it. And she was so mad. And I asked her that. I'm like, well, what do you bring to the table for me? What am I gaining in this situation? And she literally, the only thing she can tell me was, oh, we're having sex. Huh? No, because I see it, I'm giving you something. You're giving me something. We both end right there. You can't use, I, and I see a lot of women do it, and they're using sex as the overall, hey, I'm giving you time to have sex with me, so now you got to give me whole husband, no credentials. And I'm like, no, I'm not that person. Now, I dealt with that girl for four months, and she changed all of that mindset. And when I asked her why did she do it, she's like because you showed me that it's other things outside of just financial support that I was needing. And then you still threw in the financial support on the times I didn't even think about it. And I'm like, well, you know, that's how that's how I feel like me and all, and we spoke speak on this all the time. We may joke and be like, oh the woman might pay for no I'm gonna pay I'm going to do everything. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to do little things to show you you have my attention. But don't attempt to make this a top priority over everything because it doesn't work. And like I said, she came around and was like, you show me something different. And she told me, she's like, I hold men to the standard of, now I hold men to the standard of giving me something more than money. I'm like, because any guy can, any simp guy can come out here with money and blow it on you. And you're going to take that as love. No. And you giving him sex, he's going to think, oh, yeah, I'm winning. When if something bad happens and the spell spell from with the money, you're going to leave him. And she's like, oh, well, I want to find a husband. You're not going to find a husband by shooting at his pockets all day in the first two weeks of you getting to know the guy. Because my mindset off the jump is, oh, she's a gold digger. Oh, that's all she wants is money. She see me doing things here about my lifestyle and you want money out of it. And it was just funny. When you said that, what you bring to the table, that was probably the first girl I've ever asked that to because of how she came into the situation. But it just just be funny how we speak on all the time, just how women are in general when it comes to dealing with a man. And... I don't know. I think now generations are so weird and crazy. The younger, them 20s, 19, 20, 21-year-olds, they're something, they're something new. I date older women. I love older women. And it's a mentality thing for me. Yes, they're beautiful. It's a lot of beautiful older women. But it's, it's a big mentality thing for me at the end of the day. Like you said, I don't want a child. I want somebody on my level on things. I'm doing a lot in my life. I've been through a lot. I want a female that can be an asset to me and help me build so we both can become millionaires and not me becoming a millionaire. She just off me.
3: Yeah. That's, that's essentially the the best way to go about it. You know, although I wouldn't just ask, what do you bring to the table? I just kind of just sit back and watch them, see how they behave for six months to a year. Normally I date for up to a year before I like, decide, okay, this is a one I'm going to be monogamous monogamous with and drop the other girls that I'm seeing.
2: Yeah, exactly, man. And that's one big proponent that we say. I'm like, listen, there's nothing wrong with dating multiple because let's be honest, man, women are always fucking somebody. You know what I mean? So, while you're stuck there in that friend zone and you're thinking like, oh man, she really likes me. You know, Tyrone in the background, digging her down on a Saturday night while you're over there like, I miss you, boo. Like, you know what I'm saying? And It is what it is though, but that's why I said I've said it multiple times on this podcast and to Tommy by himself. I say all the time, man. Steve Harvey had that famous book where it's act like a lady, think like a man. And I think that when it comes to men dating, you should act like a man and think like a lady. Because women think there is an abundance of men out here. There's so much dick and so many men that want me. I shouldn't have to settle for one. And if men thought like that, there's an abundance of women and I shouldn't let the first one just hold me back when she doesn't really actually show good girlfriend traits and qualities, and instead she's just like a fun time on a Saturday night, because listen, those women have their place too, we say it here all the time, Like you said, Sousias are your favorite, we love hoes, I ain't got no problem with a hoe, you know what I'm saying, we're going to use them, I don't want to say abuse them, but we're going to use them, and uh, the thing is though, men are too quick to just give away what they have, where it's like, you should be a little bit more like reserved with it, where it's like, look, I bring a lot to this table, like You have the possibility of taking my last name and me giving you basically the uh, the keys to the castle, and you're gonna have to show me more than just I have a nice body and I can suck your dick good. Like, I mean, no wrong, definitely a plus. That's great, but I need more than that. And I think that a lot of women think that attraction is symmetrical when it's not. Like the things that we find attractive to uh, about women, they think, oh, he's gonna find that attractive about me too. Where that's where this boss bitch thing started. Where it's like, oh. I got to get my own bag. I got to have a, a roster of male hoes. I've got to, you know, do all this other shit that they find attractive in men. They're basically becoming the men that they want, honestly. And a lot of dudes, they're just like, oh, yeah, no, I like me a strong, independent woman. Sure, I'm not saying that I don't want you to be strong and independent. I don't want you barefoot and pregnant. But I find, uh, I find you choosing to only fuck me attractive. I choose... I I find you wanting to cook for me and clean for me attractive. You know what I'm saying? I I find you not having a gang of male friends who pay to fund your lifestyle attractive. Because we know personally plenty of girls that they have a roster of male friends that they think they got a chance at that ass. And they have zero chance. And they told us as much. Because I've been laid up with a woman butt ass naked in bed. And we're laughing at a dude's text. Talking about, damn, girl, you know I like you, right? Like, come on, bro. Like, she's she's literally laughing at you right now. You know what I'm saying? But they're willing to give it all up and everything like that to try to come save these hoes. But they're basically trying to be Russell Wilson when you should be future. You know what I'm saying? Come <laughs> on. Come on, man. Russ still won. Man, shout out to the guy. He, Russ won. lost. As a dating stance, bro. that man is a millionaire. You're dating an aging pop star who hasn't had a hit in God knows when. Taking care of another man's kids, bro. Russ is a millionaire. You could have your 19 year old daddy from Yugoslavia. Stop playing with me. Russ ain't no winner, bro. With the, <laughs> bro
1: what kind of mindset? <laughs> I I'll give me Sierra. I guess. Give me see
2: but we, we do say though the ultimate goal, goal that we when we give guys this advice though is we want them to get into a relationship, but with someone that they want and that they think is deserving in a relationship. You know what I mean? Not just the first piece of ass that comes up to you and you're like, I got to give her everything. She's got to have my last name. I'm going to give her my whole check when it comes in and I'm going to be sad and fucking poor when she leaves me in a year, you know? So I want to ask you for, cause I know that uh, I listened to your last podcast. You were saying you focus more so now on helping men get into successful relationships instead of just getting as much ass as possible. You know what I mean? So I want to just ask you what's, Two pieces of advice you give men, and two pieces of advice you get women for getting and attaining a successful relationship.
3: So for men, one thing that my um, actually two things that my father told me that have stuck with me and, and worked out with me well is women are born with the pussy; they don't want another one, and that one just like blew my mind. Like, oh shit, that's that that's that that's it. That's the key, right I'm gonna there, to getting women. <laughs> 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 the key to having a good and successful relationship, though, is from my father's perspective, part of it is um, don't give her all your time, all your money or all your dick. You give her all your time. She's going to want more. She's going to want more of your time. If you give her all your money, she's going to be like, OK, well, where's the rest of your money? And by all your dick, I don't mean don't long stroke it, but don't put out all the tricks the first night that you're with her. Yeah. Just go out there. Get it in. You know, Keep some tricks up your sleeve. Keep her on her toes. Keep her. Um, it's, it's always about keeping her anticipating some type of excitement because once she gets comfortable with you and realizes, oh, that's, that's all you have, then she's going to start looking for something else because you don't give her the excitement that she needs because that's where a lot of girls end up, um, what is it called? Branch swinging because they see something better out there because they don't see any potential for something better in you with the relationship that that's already gone because you've already gave them everything. Another thing that I tell the guys about successful relationships, though, is um, it's always about communication and compromise. So you you want to have clear communication. It's not about just getting out what you want to say. It's getting out what you want to say, making sure you're understood, and then also understanding what they hear from you. Because if they can't tell you what you just said, then they didn't understand you. You didn't make your, you didn't make your message clear. So now you're going to have some miscommunication that can ruin an entire relationship. That was great. Kind of like what I had happen with me and my first wife, and that I can go into later. We can just talk about what episodes it's on. With women, I the advice I give them to get have a better relationship is be willing to don't be afraid to talk to your partner because a lot of times women are afraid to tell them anything because then they think, oh shit, if I tell him this, he's gonna get upset, he's not gonna want to hear it. And that's another thing that women need to look out for with dating guys. If a guy is too insecure to listen to criticism, Because a lot of times, criticism that we get can usually be constructive, but we get so defensive, like, oh shit, you're talking about my money or my dick or my car or my truck or whatever, and then you don't want to hear anything else. Now you're too defensive to learn or improve on yourself, which could actually help you be in a healthier relationship or a happier relationship with your partner. So I tell women, don't be afraid to talk to your boyfriend. Don't be afraid to talk to your husband. If you're afraid, if you're walking on eggshells, you're in the wrong relationship. No man or woman should be in a relationship where you feel like you're walking on eggshells because you're worried of how they're going to react to whatever you say. So in those situations, get out. Unless they're willing to go into therapy, which usually is not the case. So communication, talk to your partner. The second one for women that I give is be be easy, but not easy as a slut. Be easy to get along with. So if you have a problem, tell your boyfriend, hey, this is bugging me. This is a problem at work. This is a problem at home. This is a problem that we have here. And shut up. Because guys, we naturally want to fix things and figure things out. So if you come to a guy and tell him, hey, you know what? Um, the dishwasher isn't working. And I've tried this, 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 and this, and this. And I think you could try that. And I saw online. Because now you're taking away the, um, the drive of a man to want to help. Now he's like, well, shit. Now I got to sit here and listen to all the crap she's done and then figure out how to fix it still. But if you just leave it alone, the guy's going to want to fix it. And because he fixes it for you, now he feels more um, more of a closeness, more of a bond with you because you trusted him with the problem and he fixed it. Now he's your Superman. You see him that way. And now he wants to do more for you in the future.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's true. Uh, I just talked to not even probably an hour ago. Uh, i was talk out with this girl. Her uncle comes up to me and he, she's cooking, and he was like, "Hey, man, you need to step in, tell her to step out the way, so you can handle it." And I'm like, "Nah." He's like, "Why not?" I say, "You know her as your niece. I know her as, you know, as a girlfriend type thing." I say, "You don't understand how she kind of is with certain things." And she'll, she'll tell you off the jump. she be like, yeah, I'm a whole nigga in these streets. I'm about this. Her mindset is so stiff and independent that I tell her it causes problems. I'm like, it's a problem that you still have a mindset of a single female, an independent female, when you have a guy that's willing to step in and handle stuff. And when I do attempt to step in, you don't worry about it. That's not your issue. Don't worry about it. Or you just don't talk about it. Or then when it comes to communication, because I truly believe communication is number one. And I tell all females that I'm like, man, we can't communicate. Then we're going to lose in this situation. And she fails to communicate on certain things. And then when something pops up, I'd be like, well, why you didn't say nothing? Or, how am I just hearing about this? And this happened three months ago, and now it's in the last detrimental moments. And you speak to me now, like you said, I gotta put on this cape and hurry up and jump in and try to save the world from falling down around you when you could have spoke to me about it and let me go from there on the situation. But like I tell her, and I told other women, when it comes to this boss bitch shit, wanna be all independent. They fail to communicate on certain things because they feel like, oh, I can handle it. Or because I came from this lifestyle so rough now, you know, I've got to handle it. Even though I got a man around, I'm still going to try to do it myself. And I'm like, that's not how this is going to work. It, it doesn't work like that. I say, you got to get into a relationship with the open minded. of, okay, I have a man who wants to support me in all aspects. Of my life, if she has a kid, doesn't have a kid, or whatever the situation, you bring yourself into with her, I feel like women, a lot of women don't open up to, you know, not being submissive and obedient, but just giving that free range to be like, okay, I'm allow you to be the man, I'm allow you to be the king, while I be the queen, and let's both do this. There are no you do you, I'm going to do me, we're going to collide in the middle where we come. And I feel like that destroys a lot of relationships. Yeah. Uh, Something that I say that a lot of women don't like to hear
2: is men like a woman that's compliant and they have a problem with the word compliance because every time I say that word it's automatically, oh, so you want a pet. I'm like, listen, if you've ever owned a dog, the last thing they are is fucking compliant because if you want them to do something and they don't want to do it, they won't. You know what I mean? Or like They have to just be the best trained dog ever. But there's times they're like, my dog, I tell it to sit and it won't sit. That's not what I want. You know what I mean? When I say compliance, I don't mean when I tell you to do something, I want you to do it. What I mean more so is sometimes women don't want to let the man be the man anymore. Because, again, they want to be the man. So they're like, I'm going to be the dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do what I want to do. Where it's like, no, listen, just be. When you're being compliant, I just mean like don't be a headache in my life. Be an asset, not a liability, because what I'm going to give you is what you need. Because I tell men all the time, you know, when I give you personal advice on the podcast, I'm like, look, you should not complain to your girl. I'm not saying that you shouldn't talk about your problems, but you shouldn't complain. You shouldn't be venting because women are emotional by nature. It's biological. They lead with their emotions. So they're basically the ocean in a in a terrible storm. It's hurricane season. You know what I mean? It's it's category five. They're out here crazy than the a motherfucker. So you need to be the lighthouse. You need to be the rock where she knows I can throw all my emotional problems at this man, and he's gonna be able to handle it, and I'm gonna feel better just by talking to him. And if I have something that needs to be fixed, he will fix it because I can depend on my Superman. You know what I'm saying? Women want Superman, they don't want Clark Kent. There's a reason Lois Lane never gave Clark Kent the time of day. You know what I'm saying? And guess what Superman didn't do? Bitch about problems. He went out there. He fought Lex Luthor. When he brought out the kryptonite, he's like, I'm going to figure out a way of fucking round this. He wasn't like, but is it so hard. There's so much kryptonite everywhere. It's
1: terrible. Like, no, man.
2: Men, women don't want that. You know what I'm saying? And, I, again, that's just nothing that people don't like to hear because then women will tell me, I'm different. Men can complain to me. I'm like, for a little bit, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But after a while, that's unattractive which leads to other unattractive qualities. You know, whether it's lack of ambition or lack of drive, whatever the fuck, it leads to other things that are uh, generally unattractive to women. And like I said, they tolerate it for a little bit just like if a man loses his job. If she's been with you for a while, she'll tolerate it for a little bit, but after a while, she's like, listen, man, uh, there's a dude trying to fly me out to Miami right now. You know what I'm saying? they they in the playoffs and he's trying to he trying to get down right now. PJ Tucker trying to be in the guts. I'm not gonna stay here with old Johnny No Name and while he sits here on the couch drinking cool as like jacking off. Like that shit ain't gonna happen. So I just again, I wanted to ask you now that we got your advice for being in a successful relationship. Now we're gonna just switch gears a little bit because while she's here, are your favorite. We love hoes, man. So what it, some advice you would give to a young man that's just out here? trying to slay Poonani like he ain't got, like it ain't
3: nobody's business. Uh, <laughs> see, and I try to avoid that part. Not, to, not because, you know, I'm trying to keep secrets or anything just because I've lived that life and it's not, there's, there's no real positives to it, yeah. but I wanted to backtrack for a second because you had said that, you know, you were talking to women, you tell them to be compliant, try telling them or, or switching the the phrasing into like, make my life easier yeah. and I'll make your life easier. Yeah. Because that's essentially what you use. Everything you described is essentially making each other's lives easier, yes. but because they have a problem with the word. So don't try to, I mean, what you're doing is insanity. You're doing the same thing over and over yeah. again, getting, hoping to get a different result. You're expecting women to put up with or agree with, Or, you know, be okay with the word compliance. Well, I I only use the word compliance
2: for, like, family members. So, because I want them to fully understand, like, what it is. Now, for potential uh, partners, I never use that word. And this is just more for, so, like, women that I'm not going to have sex with. Like I said, it's my sister, it's my mom, it's my cousins. It's like, I just want them to understand, listen, what we really want is compliance. Now, this
1: is what I mean by that. Because you're a potential partner, I'm not going to say that. That's crazy. I got <laughs> I got a different way. I got a different motto around it. I say, hey, listen, you want me to make your panties wet, not your eyes. I want you to make my dick hard, not my life. And we can go from there. And they'd be like, what that's crazy? I'm like, it's the truth. You don't want me sitting here hurting your feelings and doing all that. You want to be turned on by me through all actions of life. I say, it's the same way here. I don't want you to make be a problem for me. I'm already dealing with the world. I shouldn't have to come home from the world and deal with more problems. This is where my peace and safe haven come in at. And that's what I'm looking for. So hey, I'll make your panties wet, not your eyes, make my dick hard, not my life, and we'll go from there.
3: Yeah. That's another great that's another great way to say it, but you know, when you're dealing when you don't know the girl well enough to be able to make that joke and her not oh my god, you said dick. <laughs> you gotta you gotta know your audience. Yeah, so yeah. The easiest way at? it's a haul about your audience, all about who you're talking to and when you're talking to them. And I get it, you know, being hard and coming and, and having a front. But at the same time, you can usually get more like like this the saying goes, you can get more um flies with honey than vinegar, yeah. although it's bees, but whatever. <laughs> um the whole thing is make my life easy i'll make your life easy yeah. and that's something that everybody can relate to even if they're even if english is not their second if, even if english is their second language yeah. you know that's something that everybody can understand yeah. so about getting guys to help guys getting it in i was an intercourse addict i lived my life from 1995 through 2011 just getting it in not caring um from ninety six to ninety nine, twelve hours was a dry spell. From like two thousand to oh three, three days was a dry spell. Not counting whenever I had to go out to the field. I'm, I'm uh, not worthy, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, getting it in, it's like, and, and then and I'm not like the, I wasn't the greatest guy. I wasn't getting all tens. I was fucking ones, twos, threes. 60 year old women, fat ass bitches that were three times my size. So not like I'm great. It's not like I was the greatest guy. I was going for low hanging fruit a lot of times as well. So it's not like I'm this God or this great guy that's amazing at getting women. I have the skills to get them, but it was just me taking advantage or not dealing with my emotional issues because I was using sex to cover up things that I was going through. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't recommend for guys to Go through and try to slay all the pussy possible. I get it that guys that aren't getting it are like, well, only an asshole, only some jerk is gonna say that, blah, blah, blah. I still want to get it in. I still say if you're gonna have sex or hooking up with women, do it with the intent of getting into a relationship, not just to get it in, not to just not rub one out. Because one, you're you're giving up a piece of yourself, you're having an emotional spiritual connection even if you're not going to be all hippy dippy about it you're still giving up a part of yourself it's still a emotional transference that you're not aware of because most of us guys we have to learn to not make an emotional connection with the woman after we have sex because if we say i love you from the time you nut till three weeks later you're a creep because you said it too yeah. soon You have to hold back. So you have to train yourself to not let that emotional connection happen, even though it did. So you have to trick your mind to not do what your body wants. So that's a whole set of issues that if you're not ready for, you're going to screw yourself up down the line. Just the way porn pornography screws with guys thinking, Oh, that's the way sex is. Sex is not like it is in porn. Sex can be as crazy and freaky and dirty as it is in porn. But for the most part, it's not that long. It's, not that crazy and it's not that public. So if you have to want it, if you really want to get it in, the best thing is finding your motivation to be able to talk to women, being able to talk to women. That's the first part. If you can't talk to women, I can't help you. Like you got to figure out a way to go to a woman, tell them, Hey, my name is Gail. I knew in town this, whatever you want to make up or be honest, but still treat them as a person. Don't treat them as like just a piece of meat. You can use them as a piece of meat later when you're in it but the idea is to treat them like a person and don't let them disrespect you either. Those two things, and you'll be able to get it in more often than not.
2: Yeah, we, we say that, man, where, again, I mean, on here, I word it a little bit more harshly. Obviously, like I said, I don't do this in real life, but I talk about you should be able to check your woman. And when I say that, I mean, you should be able to have a boundary and then respect yourself enough to where you don't let this woman cross that boundary. Because too many guys will keep pushing the line back where after a while, it's like, She doesn't respect you at all because you obviously don't respect yourself because you keep giving up on your morals and your beliefs and stuff like that. And I think a big part of being a man is, you know, you're willing to stand up for your beliefs. And like I said, man, people talk shit on the Internet, and I don't care because I know if motherfucker ever questions me about something to my face, I'm going to say the exact same thing because I believe in the principles that I speak. And I know what comes behind that because don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to get out there every now and again. You know what I mean? And like I said, we, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with podcast. We actually met in prison. And, you know, that's where you really see it more of, like, you have to be willing to stand up for your beliefs. Because if you don't, a motherfucker's going to test them beliefs. And if you ain't ten toes down solid on what you believe in. And see, that's why, this is the crazy thing. Some men will not let other men disrespect them. Like, they're like, listen, you will not disrespect me. I'm a grown-ass man. But don't let a tiny four leather woman walk all fucking over them. Well, I'm like, that's insane. I'm like, you should be able to say, hey, this is my boundary. Don't cross it. And if you cross it, there are consequences to crossing my boundary. You know what I'm saying? And one of the consequences is I'm not going to be with you no more. Or like, I'll keep fucking you, but I will never take you serious. And, you know, sometimes women find that crazy where they're like, I don't understand why he doesn't want to take me serious. And I'm like, because he doesn't want to tell you. He sees behavior in you where you're just a fuck around. Instead, he's just going to keep playing the game. And if you're going to keep giving the pussy up, he's going to keep taking it. And then eventually, you're going to, because most women can't have casual sex with a man for a long period of time without the promise of a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because there was this one girl, man, I was sleeping with her for like six months. And then one day she was like, hey, I don't want to do this no more. And I was like, that's fine. And she's like, well, are we going to be in a relationship? I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't want to do this no more, like, I'm cool with it. And then she quit fucking with me. And look, right hand to the man. Uh, I was here with my brothers. She called me like not too long ago. But like I said though, because if she understands, you respect yourself. You are gonna keep frame. There's certain shit you're not gonna stand for. You know what I mean? Because like I said, the thing that I was standing for, she was posting like half naked photos of herself all over the the gram and Snapchat, and then entertaining these niggas. I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna be here sitting at home twiddling my fucking thumbs like a dumbass why you out here come home breast like dick and shit like that that ain't gonna be me but a lot of men like I said they don't want to stand up for themselves or have that self respect where they're like but if I tell her something she's not gonna want to fuck me no more good fuck that bitch fuck her bro like pussy's not that great like where it's like it's this holier than thou thing and it will like never ever be bestowed upon me again like that's great like you said man listen I ain't got no problem with slump buster if it's been a minute you know what I'm saying there's fat bitches of plenty, but it's crazy though. Because speaking of what we said earlier, OKCupid did uh like like they released their results of like swiping and stuff like that. An average woman, like a five, bro, like just an average basic ass woman, gets more swipes per per uh, per capita than the top men on the app. Like the top men average out like where a four would hit, and fives and above are just killing the game. But I say it's because, like, on dating apps, women are very selective. You know what I mean? They want to pick again. They gotta see a certain lifestyle on your profile. They gotta, you gotta be witty with it on the bio or whatever. They, you know, they they look for a lot more. Whereas in men, you just really play the running man game. You're just doing this shit on the app. You know what I'm saying? You're like, come everything. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn. My screen's gonna be here. I'm just right on everything. But and then, like I said, from there, I'll be more selective. But most of the time, like I said, most dudes they're just like, I'm playing a numbers game, you know what I mean? And every now and again, you got to be Captain
1: Ahab. You got to take a world down too. I ain't going to lie. I was on uh, <laughs> uh, day, uh, day nap the other day, and I'm literally sitting there like this, pushing just everything. because so I'm like, hey, whatever pops up, pops up. I weed it out from there, but well, if it pops up, it pops up. My chances are fair to not, whatever the situation is. But to also touch on what we were saying about boundaries and respect, I have straight boundaries about certain things. And I come in and I tell women that off the jump, these are the things that will get you cut off. There is no, oh, I messed up. No, I'm I'm telling you this right now. So if you ever cross this line, you know why I'm doing you the way I'm about to do you. And they be like, oh, well, you can't forgive me. i forgive you. I said, you choose to forgive me. You choose to do whatever you choose to do by my actions. But me, I'm sticking to what I believe in. And if you feel like you can talk to me, put your hands on me, and do certain things, hey, I'm not about to deal with it. I don't have to deal with it. We're not in a relationship. So I, I've been told I'm so unemotionally attachable because I'd be quick to cut it off. And it just happened. I she oh you're not gonna chase me. I don't chase my liquor. Why am I gonna chase you? Hey. Don't don't think because you called me and say, Oh, I wanna be with you, but you're so difficult, and then you hang up. You just hung up. I'm not calling back. Then they call back. Well see, you didn't even try to call back to try to tell me to stay. Why? You made this decision. I'm not trying to change that. I'm okay with whatever happens here. You did what you did, and I'ma show you the outcome for this. This is my my boundaries. I do not play about certain things. And respect, I'm respecting you always in everything you say. Whatever you tell me you don't like, I you know move away from that. If I wanna deal with you, I will, you know, move away from that situation and not do it. But you get in your emotions and do what I tell you not to do, then you wonder why you ain't talked to me in three years. Because you messed up. I'm not about to sit here and come back, okay, next time just don't do it. No, because like, like he said, if I continue to push that line back, you're going to keep testing me. And I love this great line, even though I just heard it today, women were four on one pussy and don't want two. <laughs> hey, that is something I will remember. Because, like you said, if she continue to push you over, it's really not going to last. Because she's going to find that man that is not going to be a pushover and is doing what you're doing more and on the better status, she's going to be like, oh, well, that's it's of why it you too much of a pussy. You just whatever. And you're going to lose out at the end thinking you gave your all and was doing your best, but you let her run over you. You was letting so much shit pass, and she's like, damn, be, you know, be stiff about it. I'm handling you. You pretty much see me talking to this other guy and you just sit here sipping on your champagne. You didn't even say nothing about it, you know? So, um,
2: guy, I wanted to get your opinion on something. So, um, you know, in the dating and sex coach world, there are some women that are in that profession. And I noticed either one or two things happen. They quit because again, they're like, they tried to help women, quote unquote, and they realized they're just so fucking unreasonable that I can't deal with them. Or they're like, uh, they give terrible dating advice to where, you know, women want refunds and shit like that. Because they're like, listen, I did everything you said I should do and I don't fucking got it. Or, like I said, they, 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 uh, they, they're seen, uh, they, they go through the whole thing and then they realize like, oh my God, these women are programmed to live in a fucking fantasy world. Like they don't operate in reality. So I just kind of was wondering, how do you feel about the female dating coach and, like, what's just – because we believe single women give terrible fucking dating advice.
1: We but had us. a woman we disagree with it.
2: Yeah, because it's like, well, you, you don't know what it takes to keep a man. That's why you're single because it is – now, listen, man. Uh, I, I talked to my mom and I talked to my, my sister about this because I was trying to prove a point to my brother. But I was like, listen, bro, women are not going to tell you the truth. They will lie to you. And they will tell you some bullshit that they think they want because it sounds good. So I both told them. I said, listen, man, I would, he's, he needs dating advice. Give him some advice. Now, listen, those words were so stupid. Shout out to my mom and my sister. I love both of them. But those words were so fucking stupid. I'm not going to even repeat it to you. So, but it was terrible fucking advice. And I'm like, look, man, that's terrible advice. I said, if you follow that advice, you will not get women. I was like, because women, again, they say the PC thing because women naturally, just again, biologically... They're non-combative. You know what I mean? They're meant to be agreeable and stuff like that naturally. So they're just kind of going to say the PC thing of like, oh, well, be a nice guy, be chivalrous, you know, shit like that. Where it's like, listen, you can be a nice guy all you want to while you're sitting at home jacking off. Or you can, I I think two people that get the best advice, men that are very good with women, because if you get a lot of women, you know what it takes to get women as a man. And... Women who are in successful relationships because they know what it takes to keep their man happy and keep him around. So I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on female dating advice and female dating coaches.
3: So I hadn't really paid attention to many dating coaches. I am aware of a few that like quit and they um, uh, dramatically quit, that they're going to give up. And it's usually from seeing on YouTube, um, you know, review channels that said, Oh, Hey, this dating coach is quitting because of this, this dating coach is dating quitting because of that. And it's usually from what I've seen is female dating coaches that try to coach black women. Those are the ones that I've seen that quit. Um, then on my Instagram feed, I'll see a lot of, um, religious type, inspirational dating coaches that are female, but they're usually Caucasian females. And I'm guessing they're dealing with Caucasian females as well. I don't know what their demographics are or whatever. So I haven't really seen a lot of unsuccessful dating advice from female dating coaches for women. So I can't really speak to it because I'm not aware. I don't see it so much in my social media feed other than, shoot, maybe three or four times a day versus you know 50 times a day to be able to see a trend or anything. So I can't Mm -hmm. speak on a trend that I'm not seeing. But I think you are right when you say that Uh, women can only give, uh, successful relationship women can only give dating advice versus single women because they're just going to give what works for them in a kind of way for them to hook up with guys and keep guys dating them for a while. But I don't see them, you know, with the ring on their finger or getting married. Um, So I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of tough to be able to speak on that. But I I did want to go back and touch on something. So you had said that there's nothing special about pussy. And I totally, completely, 100% agree with that. There's uh, two episodes that I have on my podcast is orgasm orgasm statistics and theory of 100. And I did my theory of 100 based on my own stats that I got from female friends, and women that I've been with. And then the orgasm statistics is basically from a uh, peer-reviewed medical uh, uh, study. And essentially is that 90%, 90%, well, let me backtrack one second. Let me ask you guys this. Let's just say you've been with 100 women, or sorry, been with 10 women uh, 10 times. So 100 times you've had sex total, just theoretically, hypothetically. Okay. So out of the 100 times you've had sex in your entire life, how many times did you not finish? Did I not finish? More or less than five. Yeah. Go ahead. Would you say more or less than five? Uh,
1: did I did not finish less than five.
3: Mm -hmm. Correct. Less than five, right? Yeah.
2: Uh, for but, me, it's more, but the, the the problem with me is that uh, I, I naturally can last a long time. So a lot of women just get tired out, where they're like, "I don't want to keep going." So like, I usually have to end up finishing myself off.
3: Okay. If I'm being honest. So, but but most of the time, okay. So, that, so you're one of like four anomalies. Oh yeah, I'm definitely an exception when it comes to that. I, I already know that. Right, right, right. So, but most guys are that five or under. And those five times, I would bet it's either you rubbed one out earlier that day, not expecting to get laid, or you got whiskey dick. One of those two. <laughs> Unless you're over 40, then it's going to be an ED issue. But for the most part, those less than five times that you didn't finish with the woman is, you know, you just weren't expecting to get laid, so you rub one out, or you get whiskey dick, you got too drunk. Is- <clears> or you last too long. I- 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 with women, it's the inverse. Uh, go ahead, guys. You- oh, so, so with women, it's the inverse. Women usually finish... 20 to 50% of the time and it's not like every guy makes him finish you know two or three times or four or five times it's one or two guys can get him to finish every time two more guys might be able to get him finished a little bit more than half and then the rest of the guys are two or three times each and one guy is like can't do anything for him can't get him to finish so the value is women will think oh no well pussy's valuable pussy's the best thing ever because every guy finishes But it's not because this pussy is special. It's because a guy will sit there, fantasize about another woman or remember something he did with somebody else and he will push through and finish. It's not about the girl being great. It's about our imagination helping us get there because we just want to get it over with. Whereas women, they need more of the emotional connection to be able to finish more physical stimulation that most guys aren't willing to do or not aware of. So most guys are bad lovers because they don't communicate. And so that's where those guys that are you know the one or three guys that can get them to finish most of the time if not all the time is because they pay attention to them because they know how to respond to their reactions the body reactions of the woman and understanding that you need to communicate that you need to talk to your partner instead of just during sex oh yeah faster harder deeper baby you have a conversation beforehand so you know what it is they like what they're going to what what are their turn-ons are and if you pull their hair too hard they're going to be taken out of it and not want to finish yeah
2: d- deeper than a 70s porno
3: yeah. A whole lot deeper than that. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times guys look at porn and think, oh, that's all I got to do when there's a lot more to sex with. That's why you can't learn to have sex from watching porn. You have to learn from speaking with your partner to be a better lover, to be the guy that all women want, be the guy that the woman lays up next to you complaining about her husband because he's not putting on her right, yeah. or showing her showing you texts about some guy that's, you know, oh, I'm missing you. I'm thinking about you. See, cause I
2: think that this is the thing, though, right, with guys, that, like, I think that they're embarrassed to talk to their partner about sex because I've noticed a lot of guys, they think that they're better than they are at fighting, fucking, and driving, and you can't give them advice on either three to the point where they won't talk to their partner because they're like, listen, I know my dick game is 100. There's obviously something wrong with you. That's why you're not coming. You know what I'm saying? Well, as in, like I said, I, I'm accepting, but again, just from learning through time, you know, what I'm and like I said, I last so long to where it's the point of like, listen, man, I kind of just want you to get your rock off because I'm probably gonna have to end up busting my own nut anyway. So, because like I said, man, it's it's pretty rare to find a woman that just literally wants to go for like hours type shit. You know what I'm saying? So most women, like I said, after they bust their nut, they're really good. They're like, listen, I'm I'm good to go. And then they'll be like, did you finish? And it's like, I'm nowhere near finishing. And it's like, well, you can play on my titties and jack off. And I'm like, you know, I guess, but uh. Talking to women, and I think you also have to be a little bit selfish because if you don't like what you're doing, then you're not going to enjoy it. Like, because I'm going to be honest, right, to get a little personal here, I, I like eating pussy. So you kind of go to eating pussy with a little bit more of, like, <coughs> drive with it to where she's like, oh, he's into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, she can kind of sense that. And then you just kind of talk to her and be like, listen, man, like, I want you to talk to me. Or like, you can feel the way her hips are moving or the way she's grabbing your hair, shit like that. Like, like you say, you pick up on cues. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, a lot of boys don't pay attention to shit like that because they're like, "Listen, man, I'm gonna just do this fucking motorboat on her clip and she's gonna love it." Because every woman I've been with loves it. You it know i was like, it on the portal. I saw, I saw, listen, man, I saw, I saw the, I, uh, I saw Ray J do it to Kim K. It obviously has to work. So then they go ahead and do these like weird busted moves that maybe did work on one girl before, and they're like, "Oh, if it worked on one, it works on all," not realizing that. You know what I'm saying? Like you really kind of gotta have this conversation and honest conversation and take your ego out of it. Where it's like, listen, it's not that you suck at sex; it's that you don't know my body. You know what I mean? And I think women are also though awkward about it because a lot of them don't even know what they like either. Though they're like, like I, I totally believe that a woman should play with herself. You know what I'm saying? Because you gotta know what gets you off. Is it clitoral play? Is it you know uh, the G spot? Some women just get off like just rubbing their lips. You know what I'm saying? It's different for different women. So I think they need to get to know themselves. Also, is so that way they can tell you, like, hey, listen, I like the way you do this. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, if they feel something, like, let you know. Or, again, if you know they're embarrassed, you should pay attention. Like, if you're hitting it from the back and you notice, like, oh, she's going crazy when I hit it from the back versus just regular missionary, now nah, I know next time I'm going to want to initiate this shit. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think a lot of guys take that into effect because they're like, listen, when it comes to fighting, fucking, and driving, you can't tell me shit. I'm fucking Tony Stewart out here when I be driving I'm fucking Kimbo Slice when it comes to fighting, and I'm and I'm the greatest porn star there. I'm starting fucking Cooper when it comes to sex. I'm with multiple AMAs. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm that dude in the bedroom. But, again, like you said, it comes back to communication, man. A lot of people don't want to communicate with, like you said, with, with hookups and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because if it's a one-night stand, she ain't going to tell you shit. She's just going to grit her teeth through and be like this... He's spanking me way too hard. He's pulling my hair too hard. I'm not even into this anymore. My pussy's so dry. I'm just going to lie and say that I fucking finished so that way I can just get out of this situation. And I also think another thing, too, is a lot of men put a lot of pressure on women to come, where their end goal is like, oh, I need her to come. I need her to come. I need her to come. Well, like I said, but I go into it where, like, look, I just want you to enjoy yourself as much as possible and be comfortable. And when you tell women that, I, I don't know, most of the time that will help them come because they're like, okay. There's no pressure on me to finish. And I feel relaxed and comfortable with this man to where I want to do it. Where well, it's the same way on the first date, man. Like I said, with a, a woman you meet in public, you know, night game, whatever, day game. Y'all meet up later. She wants to feel like I'm not a slut for sleeping with this guy. He just made me feel so comfortable that I feel like I've known him for a long time. That's that's really the ultimate goal that I think when you're trying to seduce a woman. What well, a lot of dudes, they come in it weird and shit like that, you know, to where the girl's like, Oh man, if I sleep with him, all my homegirls are gonna think I'm sluts. Where women have a real beehive mindset, where it's like, even if she thinks you're attractive, if her friends think you're ugly or you look broke and dusty, she, her mindset will change. She'll be like, oh yeah, you're right. I didn't see it before, girl. You're right. He is ugly. Like, and you know, I've seen it plenty of times because I have I have a sister who's twenty five and single, and she has a lot of female friends, and I go out with them a lot, and you know, I, I don't. I don't try to be with any of them. Like I stand off and just kind of like watch from the side and shit like that. And you just pick up a lot of stuff like just seeing guys go up to them. Because it's... I don't know, man. I, I have a thing, right? Like how you said where that guy just came up and he started talking to those women. Like he like he didn't even think you were there. We say it all the time. I'm like, look, if I see a dude with a group of women, in my mind, I've already made him gay. Even if he's not. But just so that way, I'm like, look, he's not a viable factor. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go up there. I'm going to pick the woman I want. And I'm going to separate her from the, the, the beehive, so that way they can't pollute her fucking mind on me. You know what I'm saying? Because a first impression on a woman, really, if you make a great first impression, it's really hard to change a woman's mind after that. Like It really takes a lot of fucking up. That's why I said, a, a first impression, especially on night game, is a big, big factor on you getting laid.
1: So I don't want to oh, look yeah, rant. It's
3: There's a lot of facts there.
1: Yeah yeah i I believe in the communication thing i I was young you know it's typical 13, 14 year old losing virginity, but I lost mine to an older female so i love i've been loving older females since day one, and I find that a lot of older females will talk to me about what they like and things like that so when I did start dating women my age or a few years younger than me I was already experiencing talking to them. And they was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Where's well, your body? How don't you know? And she was like, well, I never had anybody really ask me this or talk to me about this or uh, just really pay attention to me because I didn't know I was doing this. So I'm like, well, yeah, when I did this, this, and that, you react about this, this, and that. She was like, well, what do that mean? And I'm like, well, and I talked to him. Like I said, I talked to him about it. And like that, I'm the type that I rather she enjoy it a lot because I know no matter what, I'm going to get my nut. I tell them that all the time. I know I'm a nut. Now, my goal is for you to experience the whole sexual thrill, also, and not just me sit here and pound on you, turn you over, pound on you, and then, whoo, that was good. And you just sitting here like, okay, I guess. So I go through the whole, that's why I believe in foreplay. I believe in toys, all the kinky stuff, all that. I believe in all that before we even do intercourse. Because if I can get you turned on and maybe calm or whatever the situation is, even before I penetrate you, it's a win for me. Because now you're like, damn, I'm on your mind. Like, damn, he really did this and did that. I've never had men do this for me. Or he he had more fun eating me out or, Doing this and doing that without the sex. And then the sex was good. And that makes them want to come back. And like you said, the communication and just paying attention makes them, you know, really fall far for you more. And like he said, a woman ain't going to have sex with you too many times without that whole emotion and relationship and other thoughts coming to play.
3: I like that you said that because... You know the, what everything described, not all sex has to be penetrative, yeah. not all sex has to become to climax. Usually in the beginning, you kind of want that so that way you can prove quote unquote your worth to the woman, but once you're in a relationship once you're with someone, I mean you can do mutual masturbation you can she can give you a hand job, you can finger her at the same time, you can take turns, you can do whatever just to express your emotional connection to each other. It doesn't always have to be dick in the pussy. It doesn't always have to be oral. It could always be other things too. It could just be foreplay for a couple of hours and just leave it alone. And then two days later, in the middle of the night, you wake up and just slip it in. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be always uh PIV every time in a certain position.
2: Yeah. Cause I also think that, especially for women, the orgasm starts in the mind. Like I think that really, like if you show a woman a great time, she has such a fun time with you, And you, like I said, you make her feel comfortable to where she's like, I feel like I've known this man my whole life. A lot of times she's already getting herself wet in her head where she's already ready to climax. where she's like, oh, man, when he sticks it in, like, I'm finna come so good. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, like I said, man, a lot of guys don't really want to put in, like I said, that work or that energy. They're just trying to be like, hey, I think you're fucking hot. Uh, I just want to, you know, dick you down, girl. And I'm going to make you come so good. And then when it comes time for dollars and donuts, and I said, these guys are like, bro, like, you're really kind of garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like, you thanks for wasting 10 minutes of my life. Like we said, man, if you stroke it up and down, the bitch is going to spit. So, like I said, my I put my shit to secondary where I'm like, listen, it's going to happen anyway. You know what I mean? So, it, it, it'll happen. And I think a lot of things that guys are doing, too, that's really fucking them up is porn addiction is real. You know what I mean? Where porn really desensitizes you to where dudes are watching so much porn that they have these crazy expectations of what sex is and should be. To where when they have regular sex with a the woman, they're like, bro, like, this ain't going to make me do nothing. Like, this is garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have a hard time keeping an erection. They have a hard time, you know, uh, uh, getting it getting it hard in the fucking first place. To where then the girl, like I said, it's only going to spiral down because she's going to start feeling like I'm not attracted. It's something I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, because they're always going to take it personally again. Because I know women take a very big ego boost from making a man nut. I don't know, I not to you, man. How many times I've just been able to get head by casually bringing up? Oh man, I, I've never been able to 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 come from getting head before. Because <laughs> yeah. when you're taking that, the child is like, "Oh, that's because you ain't got head like yeah, me." Hold yeah, yeah. up, real quick. You know what I'm saying? But uh, somehow I, I wanted to ask your point of view on something real quick before we wrap up. I think, and I tell men, you should push for sex on the first date. And what I mean by that is this: obviously, you're not trying to be forceful and stuff like that, but. I've seen a lot of men fuck up where they'll go on dates with women and they won't bring up anything sexual whatsoever because they're trying to be this quote unquote nice guy to where sometimes women are confused and they're like, uh, you know, years later they come to me and they're like, bro, it turns out that she was attracted to me and she, she just wanted me to make a move. And now they're stuck in this friend zone where it's like, yeah, now you're not getting fucking out. I was like, You should push for sex just to let her know, like, listen, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here because I have a sexual attraction to you. And whether you sleep with her that first night or that, that second or third night, you know what I'm saying? You already put it on her mind like, listen, that that's what this is. This is, I see you as a sexual partner and quite possibly a girlfriend. You know what I mean? I, I'm not here to be your friend. So I want to ask, that. is that something that maybe you tell your client or
1: what do you tell your clients for like first date behavior? And I get put in a friend zone. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. And. So the friend zone thing is you put yourself there like 99% of the time guys put themselves in the friend zone because they're trying to be a nice guy because they believe whatever they saw in a romance comedy that that's how <clears throat> that's how it's going to be. They're going to be the girl's friend girl the females male friend and eventually she's going to realize what a great guy he is and they're going to fall in love and they're going to have 10 kids and get married and have the perfect wedding and all happy horseshit. But that's not the way women work. That's not the way women's mind works. Yeah, it works for them in the movies, the idea of having that relationship. But at the end of the day, she wants a man that's going to be her friend, not a friend who pretends to be a man. So with the whole dating thing, it just kind of reminded me of, uh, of the first date I had out here in Reno. So when I got out here, went on the dating app, met up with this one chick, and um, like you said, my mindset—so well, let me back that up. My mindset has always been. I'm going to get it in before the second date. It could be before we go on the first date. It could be during the first date. It could be after the first date. It could be between the the first date and we're planning for the second one. We just meet up to have Mm -hmm. sex, whatever it is. But if I don't get it in before the second date, I'll go on that second date, but I'm not going to be that invested in it. I'm going to be already thinking about other chicks and I'm going to go see go do whatever I want to with them. So there's one particular date met this girl and the whole day. She's like, we're not going to have sex. I'm not going to have sex with you. I was like, okay, fine, whatever, you know, you, you can keep saying that, but I'm going to, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's too soon. And I, I barely know. All right, that's fine. Whatever. And then um, it ended up being a long date. Cause originally it was just uh lunch at a sushi, sh- sushi place. And we ended up going walking through the mall, doing some other things. And so eventually at some point walking through the river or walking by the river or park or whatever it was we were doing, she had said that um, she can't have sex because uh, her doctor gave her some type of medication, and now her period has been going on for like seven or eight days. And I said, "Fuck, I'll, I'll fuck you on your period. All we need is a towel. I'll throw away the shirt. I don't give a shit." And you know, she was, "Oh, stop!" You know, she was laughing about it. And um, five, ten minutes later, she was, "I'm serious. I can't have sex." Like, okay, what would your dentist say? <laughs> Listen, man, the period stops sentence. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so she just, she so she just looked at me, laughed, didn't say anything. We ended up going to. Uh, out what store but we parked right next to the um, handicap zone and here in reno it was like middle of summer it's already getting hot and so like, hey why don't you park in the by the trees in the shade so that was not hot when we come back to the car oh no we're just running in and out i was like okay fine whatever go in come back out she unlocks the door and, and another thing that i do want on dates is i don't let girls touch door handles some guys will say oh you're being a savior like no that's just me being a traditional gentleman pull out chairs hold a door pull door handles open for them um, you know, and when I lead them or walk with them, I lead them kind of like by their neck. So I put my hand like on this back part of their neck. So whenever they're walking, I can lead them. If they need to turn or slow down, because I'm taller, I can see the crowd. So I can like pull her back, turn her one way or another, or push her to keep moving, and then I'll just follow behind her if we're opening up a an opening in a crowd. So walking around with her like that. And uh we go to the back to her car and I open the back door of her uh driver's side. And she goes, We're not gonna have sex. Like, no, I just want to make out with you. Come on. And I slid I slide into the back seat, she comes in, we start making out. I unzip my pants, unbutton them, put her hand on it, and she's like, Oh my god, you're already ready. And I'm like, what? I was I told you what you you didn't say, you're done. What was it? Something about her dentist, like your dentist didn't <laughs> say he couldn't do anything. So, you know, here we are. Yeah. And she goes, Okay, fine, keep an eye out. And I'm telling you, this is one parking space next to the fucking handicap. Yeah. People coming in and yeah, out. Right up front. Right and I'm telling her, no, just keep going. So, yeah, we, we had, or I had a little fun with her and hadn't seen her. Since. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I kept pushing to be sexual. You got to push, let them know, hey, I'm here to fuck. I'm not here to be your friend. I'm not here to hang out and get to know you. That's just part of the ritual to get it in. And then from there, we'll see if we want to have sex or if we want to, you know, be in a relationship or whatever it is. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, she lived out of town from here. She lived like 30 minutes away. Okay. And... Because Reno's so small, it's um, it seems for for people that are around here, been here a while, anything more than fifteen minute drive is too far, too long. And between Reno and Carson, it's like thirty minutes. Yeah, and so Good job, cool. man, we're in Houston, man. Four doesn't even start till after an hour. Oh, shit, yeah, <laughs> four doesn't even shit. start till after an hour. I grew up on the north side, bro. Huh? Yeah. Oh no, I know. I grew up on the north side. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. North side it. right here. Um,
2: but, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just crazy, though. But I always tell guys that, I'm like, look, you should always push for sex on the first date. And I, I'm not saying force her to have sex with you, but you need to put it on her mind. Like, listen, I'm not here to be your friend. Like, I'm not here to be your friend. I see the same thing on dating apps, too, bro. Some girls are like, I'm just looking for friends. I'm like, I hope you find them. Yeah, I am. you're here. <laughs> good. Best of luck to you. And it's crazy, bro, because they're girls are like, you don't want to be my friend? I'm like, I'm going like, like, tell you what. Tell me how you can be an asset to me as my friend. And the number one hilarious one I always find is, like, I could be a great room woman. I'm like, no, you can't. Because if we're out together, my pussy's dried up. Like, no one's going to fuck with me no more. Like, the chance of me getting pussy now is 0 to 5%. Because you don't know what it takes to get women as a man. I, I tell women, I'm like, look, you know how you get women? You could go up to a girl. You could play with her hair, smack her on the ass, call her a bad bitch, and that girl will laugh and smile at you all night. If I do those exact same movements... I'm getting kicked out on my head before I even turn around to laugh. Know like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're getting, security's gonna dunk you right on your stupid ass head. That's so, why, so like, women don't know what it takes to get women as a man. That's why, like I said, man, you shouldn't take sexual advice from a woman because they're like, I know how to get women. Like, no, you don't. You know what I'm saying? Because I just think, that, look, man, people. This may not be PC, woke, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Somebody's like, oh, lesbians understand. I'm like, again, no, they don't. They're women, though. Like, they understand. You're a woman. You don't know what it takes to be a guy to have to be charming, funny, sexy, fit, uh, you know, well-groomed. Like, you have to have eight things at once to even have a shot at getting some pussy. Whereas if you're a woman, you show up. If you're breathing, bitch, you get some dick. You know what I'm saying? And it, it is what it is, Man. But, hey, I just really want to thank you for doing this podcast with us. I've been actually very excited to talk to you all week, man. This is, uh, this is super great. And uh, do, do you have anything you want to shout out? Where can people find you if you want to shout out your social media, your podcast? Sucias on my favorite. Like I said, I listened to two episodes today. Uh, it's nice, 20, 30-minute concise uh, quick listens, man. It's great. Great advice.
3: Yeah, so I am Gaio. Um, All my social media is Cochino Chingon. If you don't understand Spanish, that's fine. You don't have to try to spell it out. You can find me at sucias, S-U-C-I-A-S dot X-Y-Z. That's a website. And that'll have all my socials, all my background episodes that I have. And yeah, you can find me either there or on Reddit as well as Cochino Chingon. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be coming on here, and look forward to any future episodes we got to do because you know this was no fun. definitely man. Listen, oh, yeah. you,
2: whenever you want to come back, we also have a thing here. Uh, we didn't have time to do it today, unfortunately, with this fucking holiday coming up. We had stuff to take care of, but uh, we always send our guests a shirt. So I'll get with you after. You know, we'll link up, get your get your size, and we'll send you a one of one exclusive solely for Gallo block top shirt. And uh, just real quick housekeeping before the episode ends. Uh, block talk officially has its first sponsor, man, and uh, we're sponsored by Uh Balanzi London. It is a jewelry company. As you can see, me and Tommy have been uh, shining all evening. But uh, they got they got uh Cuban chains, Cuban bracelets. Uh, they have rings. Uh, they sent me this Versace medallion. They got silver. They got gold things for men and for women, man. And uh, for a special twenty five percent off discount code, type in block down B L O K K. D-O-W-N, all caps, one word, into the uh, coupon code, and you'll be 25% off, man. That way they know that we sent you. And again, Dio, I appreciate it so much, man, and I look forward to having you hopefully on the podcast again in the future if you would grace us with your presence, sir.
3: Yeah, not a problem. I had fun. Thank,
2: Thank you, man. We appreciate it. you so much, man. And I'll hit you up right now after, and we'll talk about your shirt size
1: and all that stuff.
3: Thank you, all, everybody. This is Block Talk once again.
1: I'm Boogie, Hancho, and Dio. Take care. Hang on. Let me hit stop.